Allah, please send your blessings and peace, your love upon our cherished master Muhammad and guide Muhammad, your magnificent blessings and prayers through which you will save us from all fears and protect us from every evil, through which you will fulfill all of our needs and cleanse us of every negativity. Please shower upon him blessings through, you which, through which you will elevate us to the highest levels of spiritual realization and nearness to you, granting us the ultimate of all goodness in this life and beyond death. Salat Munjia. In our evening, we're <clears throat> Beloveds, I, um, after last Friday's Juma, I felt so much was left unsaid that I, I wanted to um, speak again of, of uh, a dub and uh, maybe go into more detail uh, on a dub. So the root meaning, or let's say one of the root meanings of a dub is um, the feast a feast. So one would imagine then how to, uh, so many reflections come uh, from the root. You could say that Adab itself is a feast. And, and also that when we are in, in harmony, when we are in Adab, we, we feel that we're at a feast. Um, Allah's feast and uh, together with all creation. And then of course, um, you can say it's also how one would uh, comport oneself at a feast with uh, gratitude and recognition of the one who gives the feast and, um, and, and compassion and, and love toward those who are present sharing in the feast. So, um, that's important to remember that we are in a feast. Um, so let's say that we begin with Adab toward Allah. So what again is, is a, Adab toward Allah? What, what are some of the main aspects of it? Um, what does Allah say to us about it? Uh, how does Allah wish us to be? So praise praising and a state of praise uh, is, is, one might say, um, good adab, great adab, actually, to praise Allah. And then, of course, there are levels of praise, but just to praise Allah, to turn and praise one's source. So um, it's recounted in, in the mystic tradition that when the 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 breath or the the um the hidden essence burst forth that the light which emanated which the burst forth from the hidden essence cried out la ilaha illallah 
is this primordial phrase, you alone. So this recognition that one alone and um, is essential praise. And um, therefore our, our way is praise, our way of living uh, is praise. Everything is innately praise. And Sheikh Noor put a lot of emphasis on that. And it's totally Quranic that the creation is always praising. We are always in praise. Uh, the difference is, are we consciously praising? And that makes the difference between a conscious path and simply the way of creation. But all creation is good and all creation will uh, return to good. And so even uh, Ibn Arbi, very interesting in his um, peculiar, uh, or peculiar to him, I mean, his deepest insights and the revelations given to him say that the, the dava, the punishment of the people of the fire will turn to pleasure. So there one could say, uh, when is one feeling the fire of one's own being is, is when we go off adab, really, is, is when we uh, don't honor uh, our, our reality, when we don't honor the truth, the reality of the one. And uh, we suffer from that. But inevitably, all suffering will turn to, to pleasure. To, to joy. So even the ones who, um, because of distortion or hiding, denial, uh, ultimately, they too will be able to partake um, directly or, let's say, consciously in the feast. And um, alhamdulillah. So that's an amazing thing. But so praise. So to be in a state of praise. So how, how, how do we, we have our dervish praise, the dervish tesbih that's given to us. And that's why it's so uh, necessary for dervishes to uh, offer their tesbih every day because it's, it's the link, it's the handhold onto uh, good adab toward Allah. And it's so easy to slip away from good adab and so easy to, forget when we begin feeling better, when, when um, we can begin coasting along spiritually and um, forget uh, what we are to offer. And so Allah says, I have created you to worship me, to adore me, to the buddhiya, that which goes with servanthood. So that's part of uh, the praise is to know that one is servant. Uh, servant of of the one, and um, and so being a servant is one who knows also what is pleasing to one's master, and 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 so this is part of adab is to uh, live in a way that is pleasing, and that takes um, initiation. It takes um, a study, or it takes sitting at the hand of a, a master, a teacher, a guide. Um, to learn, to learn that, sitting in a mystic community. So the mystic community is really the, the birthing place, the cradle for uh, the insani kamil. That's what it should be. 
or the school to bring about the, the perfect human being. Um, which you could say is the attainment of the, you know, the highest Adam is to become that insan kamil, which is to be the empty vessel of Allah and where all the divine names uh, play and, and uh, appear and disappear and, and um, according to the pleasure of the Lord, of the one, alhamdulillah. So, feskuruni eskurkum washkuruli wala takfuruni. Praise me, remember me, and you and I will remember you. Be grateful to me. So, gratitude is part of praise. And we know the heart that is grateful is in a natural state of praise uh, because just by its very nature, and here again we come to Sheikh Noor's uh, depth of vision into the nature of the human being, that uh, the human being is created in perfection. And it's only through veils, or, uh, which is part of the divine destiny that come over our heart, that uh, we forget who we are, we forget our Lord, uh, we fall away from the state of praise and gratitude. And then, uh, by Allah's grace, inshallah, find our way back in, in one way or another. Uh, another beautiful Quranic verse is the seven heavens and the earth and all beings therein glorify and praise him. The seven heavens and the earth and all beings therein glorify and praise him. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. So, uh, contemplating these or just hearing them uh, immediately, if you can sense it, elevates us into a state of, of praise uh, and, and our skins tremble. So our, even our bodies have um, these, the function of praise. So the skin praises when it becomes sensitive, when it trembles, uh, it has its own awareness. The um, the heart, of course, praises uh, ceaselessly. Uh, the tongue praises when we um, speak beautifully or when we uh, call on Allah and, and repeat Allah's names. And uh, we know how beloved that is. So really, our life should be to focus on the heart, focus on the heart, and focus on the heart. That, that really should be our life. And everything that flows from that focus then naturally. Now, of course, we people, we have to make a living. So when Adam and Eve came to earth, Allah told them, you know, now you will have to uh, earn your life through the sweat of your bodies, through, through work, through hard work. Uh, through all the means that are given to humanity to, to earn their bread. So that can distract us from the essential uh, desire of Allah in our heart, which is simply to praise Allah, to know Allah, to love Allah. But the beauty of our constitution is that we can do both together, but it takes practice. So. Uh, to be able to work in the world with our hands in the world, 
and to have our heart in Allah, praising Allah, takes practice because usually the work in the world will make us forget. And, um, but it, that is the higher state to actually bring uh, both together. And one of the ways we can do this, uh, that's kind of a bridge of these two is uh, to remember always that we are servants. So the state of servanthood, which is the state of Ubud, which is the state of adoration, which is the state of praise, is also the state in the world of humbleness uh, and, and, and lowliness and work, because the servant works. So um, we don't have to see them as two separate things, but to see that, first of all, Allah has enjoined work upon us. So it's a kind of hidden command by the very nature of life on earth. And, um, and through our work, we can also uh, serve others. So um, if we keep that in mind and, and not think of any work as a too lowly, if it's work that doesn't harm others, then it's um, then it's good work. If it if it's work that can uh, help feed us and clothe us and shelter us, uh, provide the means for that, then it's it's good work, and we can make it even better work if we uh, bring kindness and and uh, and and a good um, good humor into our workplace and. Uh, care for others. So the workplace is, is such a wonderful opportunity to, um, you might almost, to display Allah's generosity and goodness. And, um, and that is certainly one of the adabs is to recognize Allah as the generous one, the beautiful one, the perfect one, the all-powerful. So um, this kind of knowledge will increase our adab, but we have to reflect that. We have to embody that. We have to embody the beautiful names. So uh, servanthood. Servanthood is a wonderful station. It's the great station. It's what the prophet chose for himself to be prior to his messengership. And, um, and so we should choose it too, prior to anything else. Uh, prior to any station we have or function we have to choose servanthood for ourselves. And um, it's amazing how if we are conscious of that, it puts us in such a better place. So we never feel, uh, therefore, that will someone, you know, that we're slighted or that we didn't get what we deserve, um, you know, which can be, that can happen, not denying that, but at least we don't make a consequence of it. We don't let it affect us. And we, as, as servants, you accept what you're given. And um, the beautiful uh, example in, um, in the Masnawi of um, the servant of the king, and whose name now escapes, but he's a, it's a famous example where, uh, of the Sultan, where he was um, given a bitter melon. And uh, Ayaz was the servant who was found as a child taken by the Sultan to be 
next to his person because he was um, so uh, beloved to him because he, when the Sultan was out hunting and came into a town and immediately demanded uh, cold water. And Ayaz said, oh, Sultan, it would be bad for you to drink cold water when you're in, in such an overheated state. And the Sultan was so impressed with him that he <laughs> did not, took him to the palace. Uh, inshallah, he took the parents too, because otherwise that wouldn't have been very good at all. But Ayaz uh, never forgot his servanthood. In fact, it said that, you know, in the story that he tacked his, nailed his shepherd's clothes, his humble clothes onto the wall by his bed. And um, when the jealousy of the, the, the advisors of the Sultan's advisors, finally they broke through the door, made them break down the door to see what treasures he was hiding in there of the Sultan, they found his, his shepherd clothes hanging on the wall. And so they actually <laughs> changed their mind about Ayaz. So one day Ayaz was sitting next to the Sultan and the Sultan handed him a melon as he would, he'd give him from his own plate. And Ayaz ate it with um, delight and, and uh, gratitude. And then the Sultan had a piece of melon after him of the same melon and spit it out. And he said, so bitter, how could you have eaten this? You made it seem like it was the, the most delicious, delicious sweet melon. And Ayaz said, oh, Sultan, you've given me so many treats, so many good things. What is a tiny piece of bitter melon for me? It's become sweet for me. How amazing. This is how we should be toward Allah. You know, Allah has given us everything, life, intelligence, hearing, seeing, the heart, and to us, even a, a mystic path. A, a community, um, given us this creation, everything in it is uh, for humanity. So, inshallah, may we learn from the servanthood of Ayaz how to be a true servant. Amen, alhamdulillah. And that will be good adab. That will be very good adab. So, servanthood, alhamdulillah. And then Allah has taught, as, told the servant to ask for knowledge. Oh Allah, increase me in knowledge. That, that, that's uh, one of our prayers as, as servants to increase me in knowledge. Kurabbi zidni ilman. And um, just on, on Shweb's, uh, it's interesting that uh, on his talk this morning, he mentioned that this knowledge is knowledge of the one, knowledge of the of the one of God. Of course, what other knowledge is beneficial as that knowledge? And um, uh, even in a prayer of the Rasulullah, peace be upon him, uh, he says, "You know, O oh Allah, uh, save us from knowledge that is not beneficial." So that's an important indicator that there is not kinds of knowledge that, that won't help us. And, you know, that kind of knowledge is always circulating in the world. There's a lot of it probably now 
uh, available in internets and things, and it just brings you down what we call the rabbit holes. But the knowledge of God is the knowledge really that is beneficial and um, for ourselves and, and others. So knowledge of the one. And so we learn and we are learning now through the divine names Allah has uh, manifested these uh, and the, each one is like a door a gate of knowledge um, ultimately it is said that the highest knowledge is the knowledge that we don't know so that's the the highest adam in knowledge is to know that we don't know <laughs> and so even having all of this uh, vision and and you might say image of the of of god of the universe but yet essentially we don't know allahu alim allah knows so this is great adab a great adab both to know so that we can be guided and and the greatest knowledge of course to know what is pleasing to allah and what is not pleasing to allah and how to advance on the path this is all great knowledge how, and of course the path is within it's within the heart uh, how to be in the world and um, ultimately uh, to know that that we don't know but uh, what we do know and again it's interesting Shweb pointed to this is really that what is revealed to our heart and um, but it took knowledge to come there, or it took the, the heart connection, really, ultimately. It's not something we hold in our head. So the true knowledge is not head knowledge. It's not being able to quote Hadith or quote Quran, as beautiful as that is. And of course, that's also of great benefit, and it can be of great benefit to others. And like, But those are like signposts on the way, or those are markers of the path but the path finally has to lead somewhere and where does the path lead the path leads to ourself our heart but that is the ultimate benefit that is where the beloved uh resides or abides let's say rather than resides abides the abode the place of uh, intimacy the place of revelation and um, so keeping that place pure for Allah or intact or aware. So this is the heart that is aware. To be aware, we, we can't really have adab if we're not aware. And, and so what, what does that mean to be aware? It's, it's a very rich um, state. It means being present and being sensitive. So that means receiving to be sensitive. And when our skin trembles, it means to receive vibrations uh, from our inner and from what is around us, aware and sensitive and, um, and grateful and in servanthood. And if we are in that state, then our adam toward others will flow naturally because that means we are aware of others. So 
um, to go from a dog toward Allah uh, to a dog toward ourself, which is very, uh, you might say, bound to a dog toward Allah, because Allah has created this as the manifester or the temple. Or as Shreve has been saying from Ibn Arbi, the, the treasure box, then we have to be careful to, um, to have the right regard toward this, to honor this, to be grateful for this, and to, um, and to, to support this, to sustain this. And to, um, so that, what does that mean? Of course, and we, 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 we have appetites. So Allah has placed appetites in us, which are good because if we had no appetite, for instance, at all, we would perish. We would, we would uh, maybe then we would turn and, and be chanting la ilaha illallah, uh, but we would not go out and feed ourselves or we would not go out and, and, and have children. Um, we would not necessarily have appetite for each other. So the appetites are, you know, are good and, and Allah has desire. So this is all part of the divine desire. And of course, on earth, things need boundaries and guidance. But um, so to have respect and love for this vessel is very important. So uh, what do we do? through that, we, we, we nourish this vessel, we nourish it with uh, spiritual teachings and guidance, we nourish it with what makes the heart happy, um, we nourish it with good food, you know, so halal food, food that um, is beneficial, and, um, and then also in the further step, beneficial not only to ourselves but to others so that we, we share food. Um, and also we, we, we want to eat food that has not harmed either the earth or other creatures as it's been um, you know, harvested and grown. And so food, uh, and it's difficult today for that because uh, a lot of the food available is uh, extracted through afflicting the earth through chemical sprays, hundreds of chemical sprays, and through afflicting the, the, the animals we consume. Uh, you know, if we don't even want to think of it. So many become vegetarian because of the way that animals are treated. But if they're brought up in a halal way, with joy in life, given joy, given uh, pasture, or whatever they need, then it's also halal to consume them. How, how do we have a dog toward others? Well, if we have a dog toward ourselves, we will naturally have a dog toward others um, because the other is oneself and oneself is the other. And we know that even though we might not consciously practice it, but we, what is good for us is good for others. And therefore it says, do one to um, each other, this is the beloved Jesus, as you would do to yourself. Um, so Alhamdulillah, it's natural. So you have regard, you, you care for the other, you 
pay attention. And that comes back to awareness. Uh, you are aware of people. You are aware of your environment. You are aware of the earth as you walk on her. And you are aware of the way you speak to others. You are recognizing that, that they are also these treasure chests of, of Allah, these temples of Allah. And, um, and you want to address them in the most beautiful way because ultimately you are speaking to Allah. Ultimately, whenever we speak to someone, when we think of someone, uh, we want to have good thoughts because uh, we are thinking of Allah. Now, behaviors, if we see and know of people mistakenly um, acting in the world, and there, there is a lot of that, um, we, we don't inwardly condemn their, their, their true self, their inner spirit. But, you know, we uh, take um, their actions and, and, and only really refer to the actions. The higher level, of course, is that we don't know. So even um, you find the saints, um, they don't usually become indignant. There might be a few cases when they do, um, usually, uh, it's rare though, more rare, let's say, than with us, who <laughs> could easily become indignant at other people's uh, actions. So uh, to bring benefit, and I, I will read here from Ibn Arabi. Um, <clears throat> let's see what he said. One of the things he said about Adab, and it's in the Invitation to Union, um, oh, here it is. Yep. So, um, well, here I read a nice sentence from, this is the book, Invitation to Union. And I read a nice sentence here. Mature Adab never hardens into fixed rules or the correction of others. <laughs> That's very important. Um, so Ibn al-Arabi, Sheikh al-Akbar, may Allah sanctify his secret, says the following. And, you know, when we say, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when we ask for, when we say the name Muhammad, it is said, peace be upon him. We say, peace be upon him. We can, sometimes we can say it inwardly, but at least we're always uh, sending the, the peace of Allah's peace, asking really Allah to send peace. And same for the, the saints, uh, we can say it inwardly too. So this is, these are his words. A good rule to remember is that if a thing is done to bring salvation, truth, and comfort, salvation, truth, comfort, and peace to others, to oneself, and to as many people as possible, protecting them, eliminating pain and hardship, it is good adab. <laughs> on condition that it is not done for personal benefit, but for Allah's sake. Alhamdulillah. So that, I guess, is as close as possible a final definition of a, of, of a dot, if it is done for Allah's sake. Very interesting. And, and one of the names that we are coming to, Ya Wahab, 
is the one who gives um, without um, seeking benefit for oneself. So it's pure, pure giving, pure giving. Magna magnanimity, what's called magnanimity. Alhamdulillah. Good. So uh, just go into a moment of silence. Of salawat. And none of this can be done really without love. And um, what Ibn Arabi just described as, as the beautiful adab uh, cannot be felt or offered without love because why would one want to... Um, you know, do good for another person. Where does that come from? It comes from love. It really comes from Allah's love. And it becomes from being a vessel of Allah, which is the, this ultimate servanthood, simply being the empty vessel, the open space, as Sheikh Noor called it. This is the movement of love. And 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 this is the 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 true adab. So the adab of love the adab of lovers and we know that the adab of lovers is tender and we can't always be in that state of course in the world so um we can you know we have clothes i mean this is we can't always be naked even though allah created us naked we put clothes on when we go out in the world and it's the same with a lover we we sort of cover cover our hearts and so uh, but as we know, some saints were kissing uh, people or uh, performing acts of love uh, openly and publicly. Um, so if we're in that state, then uh, we're in that state. Uh, normally, we would you have certain adab for certain places and other adab for other places. So the beauty of a community of lovers is that we can actually uh, be lovers uh, of Allah with each other and um, and love each other uh, for Allah's sake. And, and that means, um, and that's the adab really of, of, um, of the community of dervishes, of mystics, it's loving each other for Allah's sake, seeing Allah in each other. And, um, you know, kissing, Kissing the books, kissing it is a very Turkish thing. When it came into Tariqat, you know, I would see uh, the, the elder dervishes kissing the clothes they put on or um, or kissing the books or certainly kissing Quran. And um, it just transmits immediately. It just seems so uh, beautiful and, and, and natural. So this is the 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 soft voice the the soft tread 
the the tender heart, um, the compassion and and the feeling for others. That so we develop deep feelings. We um, become truly sensitive, caring, loving, um, beautiful human beings. I mean, I mean, I mean. And then we become the, the fruit to be consumed by the beloved. Ooh. your beloved has said that you taught him adab. He said, my Lord has taught me adab, the most beautiful adab, and he is the best of teachers. Alhamdulillah. May, may we learn that adab. May we also uh, receive that adab. May we sit at the feet of Allah's beloved um, inwardly. May, may our hearts be um, oriented uh, to him on subtle planes and um, not only reading of the, the sunnah and, and the beautiful teachings, but simply through the love linked to his heart and may may his his way his his beautiful uh, way of being his manner his his light um pour into us and um and pour forth from us O oh allah um may may we live uh, life in in the in the way that you love the most that that brings the greatest pleasure in, in, into you and um, and the greatest benefit for us and for uh, all those around us, for all beings in subtle ways, because everything is interconnected. And that is a great adopt to know that. And that when we do one thing here, when we think one thought, when we breathe a breath, say a word, have an intention, the entire fabric of creation uh, is receiving that in some subtle way. Oh Allah, please forgive us. And asking forgiveness, I forgot to mention that in the in the hutbah, that turning to you and recognizing how faulty we are, how weak, how incapable, uh, even though you have praised that state as the state in which you created us so that we would turn to you, Allah. But we ask your forgiveness for it. And um, may we always turn to you, both for every need, uh, for um, every increase in good, and for uh, the all, all your all forgivingness, O oh Allah. I mean, bless us, bless, bless our peers, our sheikhs, our our lineage. And, and send your utmost and most beautiful blessings and your all-inclusive expanded blessings upon our beloved Muhammad, your beloved and his family, the mothers, 
the children, the offspring, the inheritors, and uh, the entire ummat uh, of, of the ummat Muhammadi, which is this creation, and, and send uh, good uh, to us, to our circle guides, uh, Sheikh Amina, our circle guides, our community, vast community of Nuruddin Jarahi, upon the new um, Istihana Sheikh in Istanbul, uh, uh, Ahmed Effendi, uh, from whom we just received greetings uh, in how, yesterday, our, our uh, dervish sister, Hadija Ashki was uh, in Istanbul, in the Teke. She brought him honey, chocolate, and rose from our entire community. And apparently he was so happy. <laughs> and he said, um, he just said good things, Alhamdulillah, and, and, and affirmed the, you know, our, our unity, inshallah, alhamdulillah to the secret heart of our peers of Fatiha. Allahumma sayyana sayyana Muhammad wa rani sayyana Muhammad wa sabi wa salam. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahirrahmanirrahim. Rahmanirrahim. Maliki yomidin. Iyake nabudu wa iyake nasta'in. Ikhdina surata mustakim. Surata nidina anamta alayhim. Karim Magdubi Alehim Waleto Amin 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 Alhamdulillah. And you know, small points, but bringing gifts when we go to someone's house. Sometimes it happens that because of circumstances that um, Ali and I might go somewhere to, we visited my sister. We had nothing. I felt like completely naked and bereft. Um, it's so good to bring offering and the Rasul, peace be upon him, said, you know, that it it's good for each other's hearts uh, to bring each other gifts. Small gifts don't have to be big, anything, a flower, whatever. Um, and the other thing that's important aspect of Adab is also when the Quran is being chanted. Uh, if you hear Quran, it's not good. And that's why I don't like to just play the Quran as environmental, even though in some ways you could say we're learning it. So there maybe really we have to consult our inner scale uh, wisdom, you know, uh, because we, we hear it, it fills the house. But then if we're busy doing things, we're not paying attention because if the Quran is truly Allah speaking to us, uh, then if we really see it as Allah speaking to us, then we're not going to be busy with other things. We're going to listen. So um, I'm not sure. And we're in the age, of course, of environmental music, of earphones. We, we, so maybe I'm sure that there are um, permissions given in our time to, let's say, walk down the street and have Quran playing in our ear pods or... Um, you know, other similar uh, circumstances, probably. These are all good things to think about and weigh. So yes, I would say that, yes, alhamdulillah. For Tesbi, however, there's Tesbi, street Tesbi, car driving Tesbi, cooking Tesbi, but 
don't forget the tesbi where we're sitting still and doing our tesbi. That should be just the basic dervish tesbi uh, is much better because then we are truly present. Part of us is somehow absent when we're doing other things. Of course, we're occupied with other things. So tesbi is also a place, the adam, for at least the dervish, even the minimum dervish tesbi, so which is the 165, la ilaha Allah, who can be a hundred also sitting and meditating. Alhamdulillah. Good. All right. Alhamdulillah. Ooh.